Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm Geraldo Meglara, and welcome to another podcast episode of A Fit Life on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Our topic of discussion today is a healthy mouth is a healthy life. Taking care of your teeth during the holiday season with Dr. Steven Davidowitz, who is also known as Dr. D by his patients. He is one of the Upper East Side of Manhattan's leading cosmetic dentists that specialize in designing and maintaining beautiful smiles. Dr. D is among the world's most prominent cosmetic dentists. Dr. Stephen practices general and cosmetic dentistry with a true love for smile makeover through a clear aligner and porcelain veneer treatments. Dr. D received his Doctor of Dental Surgery degree from the New York University College of Dentistry and completed a general dentistry residency at the Brooklyn Hospital Medical Center. He did his fellowship training in implant surgery and restorative implant dentistry at New York University and is a fellow in high standing with the International Congress of Oral Implantologists. We are happy to have him on the show today. So therefore, without further ado, please help me welcome to A Fit Life, Dr. D. Hi, Dr. D. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me today. Oh, it's an honor to have you, really. So listen, before we get into the questions, I just want to ask you something. Um, a healthy mouth is a healthy life. Explain to me what that, what that means. The, the mouth is a, is a portal. It's a, such a major portal of our bodies. And a lot of what we do with our mouth is going to affect our entire body. Our teeth, keeping them healthy, gives us the opportunity to be healthy, right? Because we could eat properly. We could mm -hmm. eat properly. Our lives kind of depend on that portal of the mouth. So uh, there's a tremendous connection between oral health and the general systemic or the body health. And we are actually one of the first people to sometimes see things that are developing in the body by just looking in our patient's mouths. And we're the first ones to say, hey, you got to go to your physician because it is such a crucial, crucial part of the body. Excellent. So before we get into the, um, the questions here, tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got to this point in your life. So I uh, was born and raised in, in New York. Um, I'm a son of a dentist. So that kind of led me into, into <laughs> uh, though, like most, uh, most children, um, I kind of said, I will not be a dentist. Uh, I, definitely, I definitely wanted to do uh, something in science, something with, with health and something where I could help people, change people for the better um, and, and cure people. I always had that, that desire. Uh, so I, I went to school, I went to uh, Baruch College here in New York City, 
Uh, and then after Baruch, um, I was on a course of a pre-med uh, track. Uh, I was uh, studying for my MCATs and I was doing some, uh, some research, uh, which is what I did on my free time is actually around now, around Thanksgiving and during the holiday time and we were off of classes. So what am I to do? I was doing research. Uh, <laughs> most logically. Yeah, logically. What else would somebody do? <laughs> Friends were going skiing. I, I, was, I was counting uh, chlorophylls of the leaf. <laughs> yes. And as I'm doing that, I, I started, my mind just started going and uh, the logical thing was, hey, wait, all these things that are, that are driving me to do this. And I have this path through my father that, you know, he already established these principles of cosmetics and he was teaching them. And I, I kind of knew the courses by heart because he would practice them on me. Uh, it, it just didn't make sense what I was doing. Uh, so I put the chlorophylls down, uh, I put those <laughs> down, and I, I called up uh, Kaplan, a, stu a study uh, a course, and I I, instead of studying for the MCATs, I asked him, could I study for the DATs, right, the DATs, and that was for dental, mm -hmm. uh, and sure enough, uh, you know, I took it, uh, thankfully did very, very well, to the point where uh, I actually didn't graduate Baruch College, uh, NYU took me in early, their dental school, and uh, the rest is history. I was one of the youngest in the class. I was like only 20 years old. Um, wow. And uh, since then, I've been practicing now for uh, over 11 years, uh, focusing on cosmetic, uh, cosmetic dentistry. Wow. So I understand that your sister's in, uh, involved in the dentistry. Occupation as well, correct? <laughs> right. My assumption is is that something was happening when we were sleeping. Perhaps my father would sneak into our rooms and whisper <laughs> nothing about dentistry in our ears. But uh, <laughs> is a dental hygienist. Uh, she was actually a professor of dental hygiene um, at NYU. Um, so it's, I guess, you would say, in her blood. <laughs> yeah, it's genetic, right? <laughs> so let me, uh, during the holidays, so we know that uh, people like to indulge in desserts and drinks. What can they do to take care, better care of their teeth? Um, especially since the holidays, you get more exposed to, 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 to sugars and sweets. What can they do? So I always say, enjoy life, but everything, okay. everything in moderation. So I'm, I'm, not the, I'm not the dentist that says, stay away from candies. You can never touch a candy. It, it's terrible. And the truth is they are pretty darn bad. But, <laughs> but if, you, if you sneak a, a candy here or there or something sweet, you're going to be okay. The body has natural protection. Mm -hmm. um, and we could do things that also help protect ourselves from some bad decisions. But everything in moderation. So that, that would be number one. Uh, number two would be, you know, when the holidays are coming, there are certain, certain mixed drinks that we're having. There's certain sweets uh, uh, that are put onto the table and we kind of wait for that moment every year where Aunt, uh, Aunt Marie's uh, a pumpkin pie comes out. And <laughs> so the, the best thing to do at the, those moments, again, with moderation, is to eat these foods and couple it together at the times that you're eating the meal. So in other words, uh, you're together with the family, you're eating, and you, you start with different courses, and then there's, there, there's dessert, that's a great time to have the dessert. A wrong time to have those snacks during mm -hmm. the day. So if you are a nosher, 
and you take a little sweet here and a little sweet there and then some chips and then and then you go back to uh, a, a delicious drink a cocktail and it's not coupled together at the times where you're eating mm -hmm. that's actually going to be a lot more uh, detrimental to okay. the health of your mouth okay so uh timing these eating patterns and what I tell patients that struggle with this is that it's helpful to either map it out as, mm -hmm. as nerdy as that sounds and write down the times when you would be having these foods. Okay. Uh, another great exercise is even before the holidays, see what your eating patterns like. So I have some of my patients who are at higher risks uh, of oral problems to draw a clock on a piece of paper and put the times in there. You don't have to put all the times, but you can put uh, 12 o'clock, three o'clock, six o'clock, nine o'clock. And uh, every time you introduce anything in the mouth that you would consider a snack or you know, candy or snack, write it down on the clock. And you should really only have two to three at most of these time slots where you're having that. And mm -hmm. it should always be hopefully coupled together at the times you're eating anyways. But if you're not, it should only be two or three. But many people are shocked that you know, they're fit, working out. They are basically having a healthy diet. If they do grab that Doritos bag, uh, mm -hmm. They're only having one Dorito at a time. So that's great, right? You would think. Right. But if they're having that Dorito at three o'clock and then they have another one at 4.15 and then they have another one at 6.20 and then they have another one at uh, 11 o'clock while watching uh, the 11 o'clock news, right. their mouth is actually going to be in worse shape. Uh, it's not going to be able to have the time for the natural remedy of saliva and time to neutralize that. Mm -hmm. And even though they're keeping that weight off and they're looking good, uh, it would actually be better oral health-wise to have that whole bag of Doritos right after lunch. Oh, interesting. So let me ask you this. I know certain people that are very um, proactive with their, with their brushing their teeth. They do it in the morning, they do it in the, in the afternoon, and they do it at night. Some people who maybe they'll do it just once in the morning and they're fine. Uh, is there like um, a blueprint for everybody they can use when they brush their teeth? Now, is it wiser to brush three times during the day? You know, once should do the trick. Tell me a little bit more about that. Uh, so the, the American Dental Association and you know, everyone's taught this, it's uh, two times a day, right? Brush two mm -hmm. times a day, it's morning and night. That's really for habit purposes. Uh, it's uh, people wake up, they don't like the, the way their mouth feels or maybe smells in the morning. <laughs> so it, it's easy to get people to brush their teeth at that point. Mm -hmm. It also happens to be a great time to brush your teeth because as we are sleeping, our mouths get pretty dry, uh, we're, especially for those of us that are mouth breathers and we're not breathing through the nose. Mm -hmm. As the mouth dries up, the MVP of the mouth called saliva uh, is not as active because it's dry. So the mouth tends to get more acidic. Acidity in the mouth is very harmful. It's very harmful to the natural structures of teeth. So by introducing, especially a fluoridated toothpaste, but brushing the teeth, you're gonna be removing that plaque, the sticky stuff that wasn't washed away from saliva because the mouth is dry. You're getting rid of the bacteria that grabbed onto it. Um, and you are remineralizing the enamel from any acidity that occurred overnight. So morning, super important. Problem is most people brush their teeth do a great job. And the first thing to do then is grab a coffee and load it up with some sugar and, uh, right. and then maybe have a, a, a cranberry muffin, which is also acidic. So it's not very helpful then, right? And if they're not brushing their teeth then all the way until the end of the day before they're going to sleep, it's not ideal, right? There right. should be some, some times where you're able to brush teeth. The problem is time. You know, life is busy and to constantly be thinking, I have to brush my teeth. So ideally, I would say brushing your teeth 
about a half hour after snacking or after a meal, great. You wanna make sure you're using a soft toothbrush, you're not over brushing, meaning you're not putting too much force on the structures of the mouth. But if you brush your teeth 10 times a day, you, won't, you will not be causing any harm as long as you're brushing properly. Uh, nighttime, also super important to brush your teeth, but you should be doing it after the last thing you're putting in your mouth as far as food. So it's not to brush your teeth and then have a midnight snack and then fall asleep. It's mm -hmm. to get rid of any of that food and, and, and deposits on the teeth and in the mouth as well as we can uh, before, before we go to sleep and we dry out the mouth. So it really should be the last thing that you're doing before, before going into bed. Great advice. Let's talk about COVID. Yeah, we're facing, you know what the, the most amazing part of this time is, Geraldo, hmm. is that everybody's facing COVID together. So right. typically we go through things in life and you have to kind of try to relate to them because you never went through that or right. you kind of know somebody that went through it and you, know, and you try to sympathize and you don't really understand it, but you try to sympathize. With COVID, I feel like we all got hit and it's not just this nation, it's the whole world. Correct. Um, so we were no different, you know, as a dentist, as, uh, as uh, colleagues I have uh, down the hall that are different types of health practitioners, we were all hit pretty much the same way, especially here in New York City, one of the first states that got really hit, uh, mm -hmm. we got shut down, completely shut down. And I went from pretty much working every day uh, of, the, of the week, aside from Saturday, um, to not seeing patients at all for three and a half, four months. And we were actually mandated not to treat patients unless it was a severe emergency, which included severe infection or uncontrolled right. bleeding. And as a, as a cosmetic dentist, that, that's not really who I'm helping. Right. Uh, so it, it was a very tough time for, for us here at Luxury Dentistry when we had patients calling, they, you know, they broke a front tooth and now they're on Zoom uh, doing their business meetings and they're right. front and center. So even though they're wearing masks outside, they're front and center like you've never seen before. Mm. And when you're on Zoom, you're actually staring at yourself more than people are staring at you potentially. <laughs> yes. Self-confidence goes uh -huh. way down. Uh, and, and for me to have to tell uh, you know, my beloved patients, you know, there's not much I could do. I, I, my hands are tied, but as soon as I'm able to get you in the office, we'll take care of it. I'm giving palliative treatments at home, uh, what they could do and things like that. But what I did tell most of my patients, because I tried to keep in contact with them because I love my patients, they're my family, and I couldn't just uh, close the door and say, see you in four or five months. Right. Um, I was sending out constant newsletters. I was doing a bunch of, uh, of these webinars and, and just ways of getting my voice out there and to give some knowledge, because I know what neglect can do to the mouth. Uh, when I do my, my full mouth rehabilitation cases of people who feel hopeless and helpless, Thankfully, I'm able to change their lives and give them back the form function and aesthetics of a smile and, and of their mouth. It's an easy slope to go down. And just because we're locked away at home doesn't mean that the good habits that you had should go away and the bad habits should creep in. So the just like we spoke about brushing your teeth, right? Make sure you're brushing twice a day. Make sure you're using that floss. Uh, make sure you're staying away from really sugary foods and acidity. Uh, make sure that you're keeping up with your, your, your routine that you typically do. Try to exercise, try to get out a little bit and get some sun, get the vitamin D, things that are good for the oral health and, and for the whole body 
because again, it's a, it's a slippery slope and it, it was a depressing time. Yeah. Uh, it still is, but we, we have to take care of ourselves because when we come out of this and there is a light at the end of the tunnel, we want to be our best selves at that point and not right. start from you know ground zero. Absolutely, absolutely agree. So tell me a little bit about your, your practice, Luxury Dentistry, which is located on the Upper East Side of New York. Tell me about what makes it so unique. So I termed the the uh, practice luxury dentistry NYC. I, I had uh, friends and family that that uh, found that funny and they thought I was crazy. Uh, <laughs> luxury and dentistry, that's weird. I said, no, it's really not. I, I'll never forget it. My first patient that I treated in NYU when I was in school uh, looked up at me and I was super proud. I got my white coat. I was on the top of my game. At least I thought I was. And um, <laughs> You are, you are. And, and it, it was this guy, uh, guy looks up, to, looks up at me. Uh, he's actually an older gentleman, so he's gone through you know much dentistry in his life, and he says, "I don't know what, why you're going into this profession. You're all just evil, evil." And wow, I, he said that to you. He said that to me. I'm first patient, so I, you know I, I try to laugh it off, and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> let me take a look." He's like, "No, right. seriously, it's just it's just pain. It's uh, it's uh, looking for th you know a bunch of these things." And I, and again, my purpose of going into this was the opposite, obviously, right? It was to right. help. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I started talking to him and it ends up that he had some really traumatic experiences. Uh, and it, I think he was in his like upper sixties, perhaps. Uh, he was bringing up things like when he was 13. Uh, <laughs> and, and it sticks with you, right? That, that, that concept you know, of having a bad experience uh, it, it's it's in the mind. It's an emotion. So sure. you can't really use logic to to get that out of somebody's mind. And it, it kind of destroyed his his feeling on oral health mm -hmm. and on the concept of a dentist, right? A, a mouth healer. So terming it luxury dentistry, going back to the, the question and how am I going to piece that together, is mm -hmm. that luxury dentistry, it, it, it was to take away the connotation of discomfort and fear going to the dentist. And add some luxury, add some pampering. Everybody loves to be pampered. I love to be pampered at least. And, <laughs> and we do it. We, we give a little extra. It's always going to be extra, whether it's extra time, uh, spending more time, whether it's massage chairs on, on the chairs, Netflix on the TV, uh, hot towels, uh, lip balms, just different things that just give that feeling that, hey, I just had a good experience. I'm going home with a nice uh, little present. When they call up to come in for their next appointment, they're excited. They, it's, they're, not, they're not thinking, oh, I've got to go to the dentist. <laughs> I want them to say, oh, I'm, go I'm going to Dr. D, a luxury dentistry. Mm. Oh, why is it called luxury? Because, you know, firstly, it treats us like, like kings and queens. But right. secondly, you literally get pampered. Yes, you're, doing dent you're getting dental work done, but you just feel good. Everything's done in, in that way. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I set up the practice. And... What I continue to do and always do, uh, this year alone, we brought in another uh, four different treatment uh, modalities with really uh, um, new types of treatment uh, that are minimally invasive. That's always what we want. Minimally invasive uh, that help people both cosmetically as well as health. And we continue to do it. And I'll continue to reinvest and reinvest and reinvest in this practice to just keep up with the times. Because if you don't, uh, then you're old news in a way, and you can't give the best care because you're giving what was good five years ago. Excellent, excellent. So, so tell me, what do you do to stay in shape? 
So unfortunately, the, with the pandemic, I haven't seen my trainer since March. Mm. Uh, he, was my, he was my savior. Uh, mm. He uh, is down the block over at Equinox, and I okay. suffer from a, a herniated disc, oh, uh, no. lower lumbar region, and which is not great for a dentist, especially somebody that does like four to five hour procedures. Correct. Sitting over somebody. Um, and he, he really changed my life uh, by just teaching me uh, core exercises, the importance of stretching, uh, give up on the weight so much. Obviously, weight training is important, but even it's something as simple as how to pick up a Poland spring bottle, mm. five gallons. And we spent like four sessions pretending, you know, using uh, something else of, of how, what's the right way to keep that core. And, uh, and I was doing it for, for years um, and it really controlled my, my discomfort and my back to the point where I hardly even knew that it was there. And, uh, but during the shutdown that ended. So he reached out to me uh, on Zoom and uh, we started doing stretches that way. Uh, so that's still what I'm doing at home. So it's a lot of stretching um, and a lot of, a lot of core exercises. That's great. As a uh, diet, I, I follow what I preach, so <laughs> I'm actually very, very careful with uh, what, what kind of foods I put into my mouth. That's great. So here's the question that I throw at everybody. Tell me where do you see yourself five years from now? I see myself right here. <laughs> In the upper side of Manhattan. Uh, <laughs> I, I see myself uh, uh, continuing on, on my path to change the concept of what a cosmetic dentist is and what we do. My, my goal is to not see a smile as teeth. Uh, I always tell people, if you have a tooth and it's out of the mouth and you're looking at it in your hand, it's not very pretty. Mm. Uh, nothing about it that you're gonna say, wow, that's a beautiful tooth. That's a beautiful <laughs> smile, it's, it's a tooth. Cosmetic dentistry, we, we hyper-focus, obviously, on teeth. Mm. We, we want things to look good, complement uh, the smile, and to match, right? We also need the form and function that whatever we're putting in there has to last in the crazy machine of the mouth and how much uh, force and turbulence goes on in the mouth. Yeah. My focus when I'm doing my cosmetic cases is beyond the tooth. Uh, I like to look at the frame, also known as the face, uh, everybody's going to have different facial structures, different asymmetries that are there. And when I do my work, I am always taking that into account. So I'm using computer assisted design to measure different things like interpupillary lines or imaginary lines from the mm -hmm. eyes, uh, perpendicular lines, seeing where de deviations are. You'll be amazed if you take a picture of yourself or if I take a picture of myself, and I use a computer to put the right side and overlay it over the left side of my face, how different and asymmetric those are, right? So the chin could go one way, the nose could go the other. Um, so it's really, uh, cosmetic dentists should really be doing something called facial aesthetics rather than just teeth. Hmm. So our services here and what we're continuing to innovate, especially with the newest technology and things are so non-invasive now, is to complement my work when I do things like a smile makeover and complement it with the face and to try to do it in the most natural way, if we can. Uh, yes, we do Botox and the fillers and things like that, but how else can we get the frame of the smile to look really good? So we're using something now called Evoke, 
which is a bipolar radio frequency. It's basically heat. It's just generating heat, but it's going to the subdermis layer of the face and it's, it's producing collagen. Mm-hmm. It's the body producing it. It's not the machine injecting collagen. Uh, and it's basically revitalizing the skin by having both elastin and the uh, collagen reduce as if they were 18 again. And it's pulling up the frame of the lower third of the face, almost like a facelift would, but without doing anything terrible to yourself. Right. That's just helping the, the, the production of things that are the fountain of youth when we're dealing with skin. And if we look at my patients that I do a smile makeover and they top it off with these cherry on the top treatments that we offer here, the, the outcome is just enormously better. Uh, if we do these extra work before we do the smile makeover, it's even better because now we're dealing with a frame that is already, it's already there, right? You see a frame in a store, then you put the picture in. So I'll do the teeth afterwards. It's, it's really remarkable. So in five years from now, I would want to see that extend so much more than just Botox fillers and the radio frequency device that I have, but to continue to learn, take as much continuing education as I can get certified and so much more than a tooth. That's awesome. So, so your work is not only an, a physical appearance. I believe it's also an emotional side to it as well. And uh, I mean, I don't know, you tell me if, <laughs> if I'm wrong, but right? Oh, 100%. The, the, the power of a smile is, is tremendous. A, it brings confidence. Somebody has a good smile. They're not hiding it with their hand when they're speaking they are they're giving off this confidence and the confidence is is somewhat contagious where if you're confident about it they're going to feel confident and it it just it it fills the room Mm -hmm. Two, it fills the room with happiness and joy but more so for the person doing it so this is the, the actual science here smiling causes the body to produce endorphins which just make you happy and it also makes other people feel happy it's the, it's the best drug in the world. And all you have to do is just smile. During this time, that's, that's what we need to do. You have to find those moments to smile. Even as you know, things look uh, bleak, smile. Even if it's under a mask. That's uh, right. Smile, smile, smile. It's, it's just, it's super, super important. And I've seen it change lives. I've seen people who were timid and shy. I've seen people who were down, uh, uh, they got fired from the, a job and they were trying to find a job. And after we fixed up their smile, they've been wanting to do it for a while, but now, you know, they have, unfortunately, have downtime now because they're, you know, they're out of their, their position. Right. After their smile makeovers, their confidence levels go way up. I've seen people get promoted to higher jobs. I've seen people got married, right? They, right. they weren't dating anyone or they were and things weren't going well. And all of a sudden, their lives just turn, turn around because, and it's not the teeth that did it. It's the fact that the smile and their sense of confidence went way up and it's not something that's like injected and then it goes away. It's there. Right. As long right. as obviously they're taking care of their teeth and it's not just whiter, brighter, but it's a whole concept. And that's what I'm always preaching is, you know, small makeover for sure. I could do a great job with it, but it's, it's your turn after that. That's correct. So make sure you're, you're, you're brushing, flossing. You have to make sure you're not introducing the bad things that you could put into the mouth that could really take away what we just created. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So Dr. D, give me some uh, social media handles where people can get uh, in touch with you or your website. Let me, give me those for now. 
Yeah, sure. Uh, website is luxurydentistrynyc.com. Uh, we are on Instagram, Luxury Dentistry, as well as Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you could text or call our office. Uh, we have so many patients that love to text instead of call, even though we love hearing their voices. Right. But uh, it's 212-759-7535. And the address for your, your practice? Is 328 East 75th Street, New York, New York, 10021. We're located on the Upper East Side of Manhattan on East 75th Street between 1st and 2nd Avenue. Dr. D, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show. All the best to you. And maybe hopefully we'll run into each other in the city one of these days. That sounds great. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care. Have a great day. Well, that is it for this episode of A Fit Life. I want to thank again Dr. Steven Davidowitz for being on the show. Very interesting conversation. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. And if you did, please subscribe and rate this show on iTunes. We are available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Any comments or questions you'd like to submit, you can do so at Geraldo Manglara on Instagram and Twitter. In closing, if you are interested in advertising on this show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. For a fit life, I am Geraldo Manglara here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.